following is a GNC podcast production. everybody and welcome back to geek addicts the podcast that i still don't know how to start um just winging it at this point i'm bill this is matt how you doing matt i'm doing good how are you i'm doing all right just still on vacation um i don't know if i mentioned that the last time we we podcasted but i've been on vacation all week basically just uh kicking back and uh trying to catch up on my sleep yeah i feel that which mostly just means i sleep until like 10 every day realize i wasted most of the morning and then go up and go about my business. It's about right. Uh, I don't know if you've mentioned on this show, but I know on the, the GNC, like, you know, year wrap up episode, I'm pretty sure you mentioned it. So true. That actually comes out tomorrow at the time of this recording. So oh, yeah, I forgot. I came out so quick compared mm. to like these ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're like a few ahead on this show. Um, GNC, we're officially out of episodes after this one, so I've got to start planning season four. I believe yeah. it's already season four. I know. Are you guys taking a little bit of a break, or are you just jumping right into it? Pretty sure we're jumping right into it. i got to see what Alex is doing. She's been uh, doing home, home improvement this entire week, so I haven't really seen her, seen her much. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. I'll, talk, I'll see her tomorrow, though, and we'll probably make plans on uh, something. Uh, I gotcha. Other than that, though, it's been pretty good. I, uh, it's funny. I went out today just to pick up some things, and uh, the post uh, holiday like craziness was still going on, which is kind of funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like people, uh, it's all the people that are like either like using their gift cards or um, they're, they're returning all the things they didn't want. Yeah, you know, that classic. Um, that classic thing every holiday, but um, I went up. To, I stopped at a Target for a bit because I had to get um a new set of headphones because my uh my left ear died in my uh last pair, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. And I was browsing through the uh the book section because Target still has a pretty decent book section. And you know how you always sometimes you'll just get suckered into like grabbing a random book. Oh yeah, I found this like history of manga. So. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's a decent little read. It's got a whole bunch of biographies on different artists and stuff and different writers. So mm-hmm. you could uh, coffee table book. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I actually, uh, I went to Target too because we had a couple of gift cards. I don't even remember what we got, honestly. I know Cindy got a new pillow, which she was very excited about. <laughs> um, aside from that, I don't know. I know we used up the gift cards. I just don't remember what we used them on. Nothing crazy. I mean, all the stuff that I'm really interested in is usually sold out the day after Christmas. So, yeah. Now I got um I got a ton of Barnes and Noble gift cards because everyone knows I read books now. <laughs> They're just like here gift cards. I was like, great, thank you. <laughs> um, so I went on a Barnes and Noble spree. Hopefully that'll be uh, arriving shortly in the mail. 
There you go. Any uh, any good pickups? Um, so I got all the official versions of uh, Pokemon X and Y. Okay. All right. I grabbed those. A couple more volumes of a uh, Rene. That's um, Rumiko Takahashi's uh, the manga she did after Inuyasha. All right. That one's been I've been progressively collecting. There's like forty volumes of it. Oh jeez. It's never been re-released, so I'm kind of grabbing the singles uh, one by one. I also, my copy of uh, Dragon Ball Super 15 finally showed up, so I'm copying Dragon Ball Super now. Nice, there you go. Yeah, that one got lost in the mail for like a month, and then it just showed up randomly today, and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, pre-Christmas shipping, that's bound to happen here and there. I had like four packages just vanish on me this year. It was bizarre. Did you, did you, was it like lost in the mail or did somebody uh, doorstep snatch you? Uh, lost in the mail. Thankfully, uh-huh. at the con- the condo complex, like everyone is so close together, like you wouldn't be able to get away with that. Plus, I got a ring. I mean, technically, rings don't really mean anything because they can't technically, there's like no real way to prove who did it, even with like video footage. But mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, it's not really, porch pirates aren't really a thing, thankfully, where I live. Oh, that's good. Um, they've just been lost in transit. Like I ordered that Yu Yu show GBA game, like back when we first started this podcast, and it, that's just—I'm assuming it's gone. It's not never showing up. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I hope it, you got it, a refund for it at least. Yeah, they—they—they're ghosting me right now, so I'm gonna have to contact eBay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. <clears throat> I mean, it was—it was like eleven dollars, so I'm not really upset about it, but. Yeah, it was still, still you know, you could still take that eleven dollars and buy it from somebody else who's actually going to give it to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to reach out about that soon. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I got a new, another three D O. Oh yeah, I saw that on the Discord. And I was so my original my my original three D O the disc drive is starting to go on it because mm-hmm. they're just so old and it like it certain games it just can't play anymore because the the laser's too slow. Yeah. Um. So I bought the newer the newer one play a couple of games and i finally got to play the yu haka show game on 3do and it is uh it is interesting <laughs> yeah i was i was honestly surprised when you when you sent that screenshot out on discord like how how clean it looks the presentation's really nice it just plays like ultimate battle 22 oh geez <laughs> so it's not great um the menus are kind of cool though it's basically just botan talking to you in japanese kind of cool kind of cute that's fun is that was that a Christmas present or did you get that with uh, with your own money? The uh, the 3DO uh, that was yeah. a Christmas present. Nice. There you go. Yeah. Now I can uh, keep up with the uh, games for uh, the 3DO experience. So there you go. Not bad. Yeah. I actually that, um, oh. the past week. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I was going to say the past week I've been uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake when I have the chance. How's that going? It's pretty pretty good so far. I know a lot of people have been saying there's like a lot of like changes to the story, and I haven't. I'm only I'm only like I don't know maybe five hours in, and I haven't noticed a ton of stuff aside from just stuff that was added. Uh, The only thing that I've noticed that seemed significant was the weird like ghosty things that were like surrounding Aerith. Yeah, there there's a. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's a pretty big one that shows up later that you'll get to eventually. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm on the, I'm on like that little, 
uh, like side mission that Jesse brings you on. Yep. Like I just finished the motorcycle battle before I hopped on here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got to. Uh, I got to give that another shot at some point. Yeah. Well, the the second one's coming out in a couple months, so. Yeah, I've heard. I, I did start playing. Um, I started playing Fable Two again last night just for the hell of it. Oh, nice. I got cool. through the tutorial and then started the. Went into the tomb and then um, I was getting tired, so I stopped. I'll probably progressively get through uh that game again yeah you're still technically in tutorial zone um i think once you get past the point where like they teach you how to do jobs uh that that's which i think you're pretty much coming up on that uh that'll be the point where the tutorial like kind of stops and you have more freedom to kind of roam around yeah now nah, it's it's one of those like games where it's like i'll probably get when i'm not when I don't start playing it at, at 11 at night, um, <laughs> I'll probably get more into it. I got through that the the pre-time skip part, though, so that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the kid parts of those games are always the dullest. Yeah, well, that, that one ends quite abruptly, I will say. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, well when, uh, when you get through the rest of it, we'll have to do a, a discussion. Not for sure. But uh, anyway, so I guess moving on to our topic, because, boy, is this going to be an interesting one. Um, For this episode, we're actually talking about the uh, the 2017 Netflix live-action Death Note movie. Oh, yeah. Um, It's a movie. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's, that's what I'll say about it. It certainly Uh, is. um, So I guess, like, I haven't watched the Netflix anime in God, like five years. So it, it, it had been a while since I'd seen anything uh, death note related. So watching this, I was a little confused at certain points. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, despite the movie being kind of shit, it, it was fascinating to watch. Like I never, I was never bored. I was always interested, mm. but that was more just kind of like, I was more perplexed than anything. Yeah, it was kind of just baffling. He was like, wait, what? <laughs> um, I will say the best part of this film is William Defoe. Yeah, it's the, like the only good thing about this film. And honestly, he... it, it's one of those things that makes me upset because like, like he, aside from Brian Drummond himself, Will Defoe is like the best person they could have possibly gotten for Ryuk, and he was wasted on this shitty movie. I mean, he... Either he did not give a shit and he was just hamming it up the entire time or he cared way too much, but his performance is the most entertaining part of this uh, entire uh, movie. Easily. Which is sad because he's only in like maybe like a, about like 20 minutes of the film total. If that, because even the few scenes that he's in, it's like he just has a couple lines, it giggles to himself and then it cuts away to somebody else. His best line in the film to me is still the you humans are so fascinating. Yeah. Right that, was, that, the the clo- that was the closing line of the movie too, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. It, it ends it ends on a high note, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously we're gonna spoil a lot of elements of this movie. Um how it's been forever since I watched. How accurate is this movie to the manga slash anime? None whatsoever. Okay, because I was wondering why I didn't remember <laughs> anything watching this. I, I think, uh, let's see. 
I'm racking my brains here. I think the only things they got right is, um, let's see, there's a notebook. Uh, yes. Uh, there was a point with 12 FBI agents, uh, and they did all end up dying, but not the same way. Um, let's see. Yep, that's about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got to, honestly, I've got to rewatch death note at this point because it has been forever but I've, it's been a while since i've watched it all the way through but i've i've watched it through so many times and read the manga at least a couple times so like and not to mention i've, I've watched the when i was a teenager i watched the, the japanese live actions a lot which are phenomenal especially yeah. compared <laughs> to this movie so i'll say the acting itself isn't bad like the actors did a pretty okay job i i guess like for mm. for what they had to work with um and if the the, the uh, presentation was fine like the movie looks good like, there's no like shitty looking moments i guess um but there was one thing i had a little bit of a gripe with as far as like visual presentation and that was when uh when light kills the dude who ran over his mom like the blood just looked way too watery. I so my thought was he was mid drink when that happened, so it's like mixed with whatever he was drinking. Yeah, I guess so. That's fair. Oh, that was another scene I enjoyed was the the dad's reaction to that, where he's just like yucking it up on the phone. <laughs> he's I was like, like right. about it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, I shouldn't be happy that he's dead, but I am, and then he yeah. just walks off. God. Um, like uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the scene with the, the the douchebag at the start of the film where he gets killed by the ladder that was pretty entertaining. Just cause yeah, they didn't they did they did a great job at making you hate that guy from the second you see him. Oh yeah, and I will say like that that first like instance of the Death Note, I like at least for the first time I watched the movie, I thought that part was kind of cool because it was like oh okay, so they're they're doing Death Note, but they're kind of throwing in like a Final Destination like element to it and that that was kind of cool yes um so i'm assuming the girl mia she's supposed to be the blonde girl right yes that is but, what she's supposed to be <laughs> she's a lot more evil in this than she was in the in the anime that's all i'll say see the way that i see it is uh, i don't know if this is like their way of trying to like empower women and in a way, I can understand why they'd want to do that because they made Misa in in the original anime and manga so like, oh light, I'll do anything for you. Like I'll, I'll, you can kill me, I'm fine with it. Like so, like she was such like a, ugh. it was honestly annoying to a point. <laughs> but kind of a doormat. To, yeah, exactly. She was a doormat, and and I can see them wanting to not make this version of the character like that. That's totally understandable, but it seems to me like what they did was they swapped light and misa's personalities yeah because light in this film is such a fucking pushover and like yeah he's, he's totally whipped yeah like the whole like like he comes off as trying to be intimidating in that first encounter with like the the, the, the douchey bully character at the start then he gets punched in the face and then he just after that is like the scene in the uh in the classroom where he's like screaming like a bitch the entire time i'm just like like I don't remember him being like this at all. 
I will say, like, no matter how ridiculous it is, that scene always makes me laugh because to see freaking Nat Wolf from the Naked Brothers band screaming his head off like a little girl. That's who that was from. I knew he was looked familiar. Jesus. Um, my favorite part about that scene, too, is like that classroom gets fucking wrecked. Yeah, and, and, they, it, never, and it, they never follow up on it. It never gets acknowledged. It's like, well, the teacher just walked out for a minute. So, like, they're going to come back and be like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. I was like, Jesus. That was uh, that was interesting. Um, the other character who is pretty much nothing like his manga counterpart is L, I guess. See, I'd say that up to a point. I. I think he did a really good job as L for the first half of the movie. It was and then when he just he, loses his mind. Yeah, it was when he end. started getting super emotional. That was the point where it was like, all right, this is an L. Like, yeah, I mean, it. This film took a lot of liberties with the castings. I will say, obviously, I mean, Japanese manga compared to a uh, American production, so obviously they were gonna change up the like ethnicities and stuff and i mean i'm fine with that mm-hmm. it really didn't it didn't affect the story at all so that, that was fine and all the performances were good to a point but um god it didn't match the source material at all yeah well see that's the problem is i'd say all the actors did a fine enough job with the characters they were given and the way that the the problem is that the writers wrote the characters all wrong it, i don't think the writers actually read death note <laughs> Well, see, supposedly the director was a huge fan. Well, he he said he was a huge fan. We don't. I don't actually know, but like, uh, I don't. I don't know. There's just there was a lot of ways they could have gone about it. And it's like I said with the Kenshin one, and really with any live action adaptation of an anime, is like you can change the story and the rules of the world as much as you want, but if you want it to work, the characters need to be themselves. That's honestly why the Kenshin film works so well is that all the characters are pretty much spot on or actually in some ways better than their source material counterparts. They just change things in that film for the sake of being a movie. Uh, This one, it's like everybody is it's almost like an American bastardization of a Japanese anime, which it basically is. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say it's almost like that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, it's like that. It's honestly like they they took the they a basic plot summary of Death Note and then just like made it like a late 2010s angsty teen movie. Oh, it's it's such an angsty teen movie. <laughs> I was gonna say Elle and Mia fall in love, not Elle, um Light and Mia fall in love very quick. <laughs> like, yeah, but I, I still say well for <laughs> The, the way that they wrote this movie, it's like Light is only doing all of this to get laid. And yeah, Mia kinda. doesn't actually care about him. She's just using him. Yeah, until the end. And then she dies because of her own. Uh, she was a ho- hoist of her own petard, as they say. Yeah. And like like I say, like I don't mind if they change the rules for the sake of like a, the plot of a movie and stuff. Like that's, you know, reasonable. You're going to have to do that. But like. They didn't make their own like rework of the rules clear, and in a lot of ways that can that confused me on some of the plot points. Also, the Deus Ex Machina right at the end of the fucking film was almost too perfect. Oh, like, what, like the whole like uh, his whole plan of he wrote all those names down in advance, and then like the 
paper just perfectly falls into the fire. And it's like, what the, like, how? How could he have planned that? Well, I mean, I think that was like their one attempt of trying to make light seem smart. <laughs> yeah, like the only time in this entire film. Because aside from that one scene at the end, the only indication they give that light is intelligent is that he's writing other people's homework papers for money. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, but like, light in the in the series is supposed to be like a super genius on the level of l yeah but they don't make they don't give any indication of that whatsoever the only indication you get is other characters saying oh he's so smart but then you just see him being a little bitch the whole time also what was up with l at the end of the film after he gets off the plane and he's like rummaging through light's room and he's like just like staring at a piece of paper laughing maniacally like i didn't get that at all Oh, that was a, that was a uh, piece from the Death Note. He was, oh, was that was that was the picked, piece that uh, Mia ripped out? Yeah, that she wrote the FBI agents in. She he was he was planning to uh, he was gonna write Light's name, and I guess he was just having like a little, um, like a moral conundrum. Like, is it right to do this? Is it wrong to do this? Okay, because it kind of ended on a like definitive kind of end. Like they they didn't even leave room for sequels. <laughs> Which is ironic because there was supposed to be a sequel. Maybe they knew. They were like, this ain't going to do well. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, uh, Dragon Ball Evolution was supposed to have a sequel too. Actually, it was supposed to be a trilogy. That was wishful thinking. (laughs) Yeah. Which, honestly, I I would arguably say that Dragon Ball Evolution did a better job than this Death Note movie. Yeah. This this entire movie's entire... um... This is also a rather short film. It's only like an hour 40, which is... It went by a lot quicker than the Kenshin film did, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, and this film screams like that whole like emo goth-like subculture, like angsty teen-like stuff. From the very beginning. Yeah. Like that, when you first hear the, like, the, uh, like that little like drum beat at the beginning when the song starts and it's like, you see light writing people's homework and you see Mia doing like the cheerleader thing. And she's just like ripping a butt on the top of the pyramid. Like what the hell was that about? Yeah. Oh, well, no, that's the, that's the, the trope, you know, the smokers are evil trope. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, like she smoked. It's a sign. Yeah, she's smoking on school property. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's all like righteous in the scene with like the, the trying to rescue the person being bullied. And it's like, they had some weird like character characterizations throughout this film. Oh yeah, and how quick she was to be like, "No light, we're gonna kill your dad." Like that's happening. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah she went from like zero to a hundred real quick on like the evil meter. Oh yeah, and like that was another thing about like the whole thing with the characters is Mia was the one who was ready to like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill your dad," and Light was like, "No, we're, we're giving up the whole thing. We're not doing the death note thing anymore." But like in the original, like if it was if it was for the cause, Light would have killed his entire family, and not batted an eye about it. Yeah. Like he was fully prepared to kill his sister, just to keep himself like hidden. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just it's like every moment in this film, I was just like perplexed. I was like, I'm like, where is this plot go? You know what this film reminded me of, kind of. Not not in terms of like tone. Well, kind of in terms of tone a little, but like it reminds me a lot of Jennifer's body, which is kind yeah. of 
funny. You know, it, it's funny you say that because like the last time I was watching it, I was think I was thinking that like like Mia reminded me of like Megan Fox in, in Jennifer's body. Like yeah, in a lot of like ways. It, like it had that like weird like it just had that weird like tone and just like kind of like shock like shifting from like scene to scene and no real sense of plot. Uh, mm-hmm. The plot was very disjointed. That's why I'm having a hard time explaining it because it's like I literally watched this twice and I watched it again shortly before we, we recorded this mm-hmm. and I still can't really summarize the plot because it doesn't make any sense. It's really hard to wrap your head around even if you understand the story and, and the characters and stuff. It's just it's baffling honestly. I mean, um, even the plot of Death Note in general is very complex, but like this film tries to like be complex, but at the same time is just like kind of just a bunch of random plot threads just thrown together. It just it feels like a it feels like a Disney high school movie trying to be dark and edgy. Yeah, by adding a bunch of swearing and sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh god! There was there was one scene. Um, you probably didn't catch it because I don't think you've seen them. But there was a scene where I I think they were referencing the Japanese live action movies. Um, because when when Light's dad does the whole like this is why your name is Light thing, he goes, "Oh, your mom was kind of a hippie. We didn't see eye to eye," something like that. I think that was supposed to be a reference to the Japanese live action movies because the um, the theme song that they used. Well, I mean, they used a different one for each movie, but they used Red Hot Chili Peppers. They used uh, for the first movie, they used Danny California. And there's a line in that song. This is Papa was a Kappa and Mama was a hippie. Yep. So I think that was supposed to be a re- or maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think that was like a <laughs> that's little either that's either an extreme like extreme, like obscure, like reference or they just got really lucky <laughs> yeah that's entirely possible <laughs> something tells just by like the the quality of this film something tells me that was just a, a rather interesting coincidence it might have just been a, a simple way for them to be like yeah this is why an american kid is named light yeah <laughs> and it wouldn't make sense otherwise his mom had to be a hippie i i, I mean there's some things Nothing against like modern parents, but some modern parents give their kids the most like bizarre names nowadays. So, oh yeah, because we got to be special and unique, and I'm going to subject my kid to endless bullying because of it. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting your kid's name to be unique, but like there there are limits. <laughs> there are limits to what is acceptable. Well, when you start naming children after obscure like objects, that's when it gets bad. Yeah, right. Meet my son, desk lamp. Desk <laughs> table that works too. Uh, or they just name them after anime characters. Uh, that's starting to happen. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh well. Uh, trying to think. Any? I, I will say I liked the music and like general like uh, audio presentation in this film. Yeah, it sounded good. I mean, I will say that some of their song choices were a little strange for the scenes. Yeah, they were, but I mean, I'm into this style of music, so it's like I was kind of like, yeah, that's fine. I'm that's okay fair. with it. That's fair. But um, what was it the song? The song that played when Mia was falling from the from the uh, the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel. That was really bizarre. I don't know. I was laughing the entire scene. It's hard not the to whole, laugh <laughs> when they're like when she grabs the book. The look on 
Light's face is priceless. And then she's like, she's like, you wrote my name in the book laughing about it. And he's like, yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, well, you pissed me off. So <laughs> I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, you wrote my name first. <laughs> like, this is like the most contrived, like, so many like angsty tropes, like just thrown into one scene. Yeah. Well, that was one of the, that was one of the things where like the whole, you know, if you're going to change the rules, make the rules clear kind of thing. Because like, I was really confused with that whole part. Cause like the way it works in the anime is once a name is written, like there's, you know, that's it. That person is dead. So you can't like say, this person dies, but then, you know, they have to grab this book. Well, I mean, you can, you can control people in that way to an extent, but like, like you can't specify a secondary person because that, that secondary person will then die. Cause you wrote their name. It, it, I forget in the original, like manga and anime, could someone else write a name in the book or could only light. Oh Yeah. Anyone could write a name, okay. and, and and if you if you touch any piece of the Death Note, then you also see the Death God. Okay, yeah, they didn't quite uh, they didn't keep that. They didn't go that far, right? Because um, the only person who sees William Defoe is is Light. Yeah, which is you know, that reminds me. There was a uh, a part in it where they were like, uh, where Light was like, oh well, maybe I'll just write your name in it. He's like, oh, you can try, but. The most anyone's ever gotten is two letters in my name. And it's like, but but didn't you read his name in the death note? Didn't somebody write it in the death note saying don't trust Ryuk? I'll have to go back and I'd have to look at that. Did they spell it right? That's the question. I'm pretty sure. Oh, and also, to... if, if Light's so smart, how come he can't pronounce Ryuk? Well, because this version isn't smart. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. At least he's selectively smart. Yeah, it's oh God. This this movie was the L candy thing a reference to the book, the manga, or did they just add that for this just for fun funsies? The, the what with L? And anytime they showed L, he's always eating candy. Oh yeah, that's like his thing. He's always eating sweets. Okay, so I guess they kept some things. Yeah, and like um, wasn't he sitting weird too? I feel like at one point, or maybe yeah, he was it. He was in the teenage girl pose, like sitting on the bed, like feet up in the air at one point. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Yeah, there was there was a lot of weird stuff. Oh, and L would never use a gun, so I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> I love I love too how like he is so trusting of this random citizen. He's like he's like just look away, just government work, and then the guy just bashes him over the head with a board. It's like <laughs> yeah. like you didn't see that coming. Yeah, right? He's like, this guy is Kira. He's like, oh, is he? Whack. <laughs> yeah, he's like, the savior. <laughs> it's like, geez. like, okay. For real. Oh, man. For real. Did this film, the best way to describe this film is just, it's goofy. Like, that's, that's really about it. It's not a movie to be taken seriously. No. I mean, I mean and even then, like, when I say, like, William Defoe is the best part of this film, that's mostly just because he just hams it up the entire time. Yeah, he had a blast doing this movie. I know it. Like, that was one thing though. Like, not only Will Defoe's like portrayal of Ryuk, but just the way Ryuk looked was all also really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, especially because you only see him up close like a couple times. Most of the time, he's like in the shadows. Yeah, and that really works uh, well for the movie. I will say, like, uh, 
like i'm not gonna say that there wasn't anything about this movie i like because there was a couple of things that i liked obviously bold defoe being the biggest but yeah it was just william defoe being william defoe yeah um i got a, i got a lot of uh green goblin vibes let's just say oh for sure i just wish they had done more with like because one of the biggest things about death note like they, one of the things I feel like they made this movie try to feel more like an action adventure kind of movie, but that's not what Death Note is. That's not what Death Note ever was. It's always been like this is a clash of minds, not of bodies. Yeah, you know, like there's very few like action heavy scenes in the Death Note manga or anime. It's more intellectual, which this film wasn't trying to be at all no no it's just like they they get the book they're like let's go on a killing spree <laughs> it's like okay sure. yeah god what else it's hard for me to keep my thoughts straight because it's just ugh. <laughs> there's this film is honestly just nonsense <laughs> like that's basically it it really is and like some of like the some of the decisions they made with the shooting too um like when um like right after he convinced Mia that the death note was real which that whole deal was another stupid thing entirely but after he convinced her and everything and like they're doing that whole dramatic like we're walking together side by side but we're doing a voiceover over us walking down the street talking yeah. about this death note and what we could do with it yeah it was just really cheesy yeah honestly oh uh, and um yeah so the whole thing where like he's like oh like would you really want to know like she asks about she asks about what he's got there and everything and he's like oh i can't tell you and she's like oh fine and he's like well do you really want to know and, like he was so quick to just tell yeah Which, okay, he's like he's like uh you don't want to know but i'm gonna tell you anyways because you're hot it's like pretty much and that's why i say like Aside from killing his mom, or not killing his mom, killing his mom's killer, the only reason he was using the death note was to get late. Pretty much. And it was very abrupt. Oh, yeah. Like the second he was honest, like, what? To be honest, I'm surprised he didn't go along with what she wanted because he did. It's like he all of a sudden gets very righteous towards the end. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he, he grew a moral compass. That's like, okay. So that didn't uh, kick in until 400 people later. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it, it seems like everyone would have been okay if she had the book and he just kind of hung out. Like, I don't think anyone would have been really that upset. For real. Like, honestly, but, he should have just given it to her if he wasn't interested. Yeah, but then he got this weird moral compass later on. Yeah. So bizarre. I'm trying to think more. There's really not much else in this film. Really, no. It's just oh, what about the fucking weird uh, what uh what the hell the song that Watchery was singing to to L? Wasn't oh, yeah. that from wasn't that from the Wizard of Oz? I think so. I think that was like the song they sing when they first get to Oz or to the Emerald City. Yeah, <laughs> that was another scene that was really pointless. Is like Watchery just goes fucking missing. He's like, I don't know the name, but I'll go on this journey to find it. And then it's like he finally finds it and just gets shot in the head. Yeah, it's like. It's like, all right. And then William Defoe just, you said dealer's choice. <laughs> it's like, it's like, all right. I love um, that bit. 
I will say I enjoyed the uh, the ending credits with all the bloopers. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, at least like you can tell they at least had fun making this, mm. despite it not being good. No, I mean if, if they enjoyed it and they had a good time and like, see, that's the thing is I don't blame the actors for how this turned out. It, it was it, it was the writers. The writers they didn't know what they were doing. Or they thought that they were good. They were going to do something crazy and innovative and different, and that it was going to work, but it just it didn't. Well, this was still during that era where, like, they still thought like Americans wouldn't care that they changed the story. They only care about the franchise, and it's like, no, no, they want accurate accuracy, not that. <laughs> yeah, well, if it didn't work for Dragon Ball, which is like the biggest and most well-known anime in the world. Aside from maybe One Piece or Pokemon, like it, it wasn't gonna work for you. <laughs> like, yeah, like it didn't work for Dragon Ball. It didn't work here. Um, didn't work for uh, Ghost in the Shell. Which was that before or after this? I think it was shortly after. Okay. Yeah, trying to keep all that straight. That's. I think this was like one of the first. One of, if not the first, of like the new wave of live action anime adaptations. Yeah, and I mean, because they didn't, they didn't really strike gold until One Piece either, which is really sad in hindsight. And it's really like of all, and that still blows my mind that of all anime is to like really get it right, it was One Piece. Well, I mean, when the when the creator is heavily involved, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of like Meh, on how that new avatar is going to be. Yeah. I mean, because you can tell, like, because Akira Toriyama wasn't very involved with Dragon Ball Evolution. And that's despite, the sad thing is he wanted what to he be. said. Yeah, I know. Because, like, he, he, I remember after it came out, he was like totally behind it, like behind it in quotation marks. I think that's just like the the kind of professionalism that the Japanese tend to have with that kind of thing. And then like after some time went by, he was like, yeah, that was trash. Well, because <laughs> that, that's the whole reason we got battle of gods was because he was like, I don't want dragon ball to end on that. <laughs> right. Now um, it's still going. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I'm trying to. Th- yeah. Cause like one piece is definitely the first definitely one piece is definitely the biggest like success. Cause I mean, we also had the live action, uh, Cowboy Bebop, which uh, enough said on that. I still haven't seen that one, but I'm, it's I'll, it's not as bad as people say, but it's still not good. That's fair. Well, I'm sure that one will end up being a future episode, and I'll watch it then. Yeah, it's funny too how like all of these are Netflix produced, pretty much nowadays. Yeah, right. There's like very few that aren't, because we got the Yu Yu Hakusho one that just came out too. That one's Japanese made though, so there, it it's not quite as baffling that that one's supposedly pretty good. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be good though. True. <laughs> I, I I've seen the Attack on Titan live action, <laughs> or the Full Metal Alchemist. I only saw the first half of that one, but yeah, yeah. not in both cases. That's although I'd say Full Metal probably did a better job than Attack on Titan did. Full Metal it is like, see the I think the reason all other reason that Kenshin works so well is because Kenshin is very much a down to earth, 
like style of a show like it's not like super insane yeah if anything actually the live action kenshin is more insane because of the freaking scene with the gun but yeah um well, i think that's most... one of the things that works with that with that particular franchise is because it's it's it is grounded it is real it's it's simpler and they can just kind of go off the style of like a classic samurai movie yeah there's no other than like some of that the borderline magic that happens in that show um it's pretty down to earth like the problem is a lot of these they try to be super they're super like over the top manga and they try to like adapt that and it just doesn't work in real life mm-hmm. which is funny because death note arguably could have worked i know and that's the thing is it did work because the japanese did it like they made I mean, the third one wasn't great because it kind of went off the rails from the actual story. But the the first two live action Japanese Death Note movies were phenomenal, wonderful movies. Yeah, they like I, I mean, and they did it right, which the point where they kept the characters who they were supposed to be. And but they made the changes they needed to make to make it a movie, you know, as opposed to a series. Mm. But. Yeah. It's also it had the benefit of the English dub. They they actually got back almost every actor from the anime for the English dub of that movie of those movies. So that was oh, did cool. they? Okay, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, so we still had like Brian Drummond as uh as Ryuk and and all of them. That's good. Yeah. I'm, honestly, there's not much else to say on in regards to this one. I'd give it a like. I guess out of 10 rating, I'd give it a five. And the, that's only because it was entertaining, but not, you know, not because it was good in the, in the sense that like, this is terrible, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It, it, hmm. Yeah. I, I was going to, I was going to be harsher on it, but I mean, to be fair, I've watched it since it came out probably just between watching it myself and showing it to other people who probably wouldn't watch it otherwise probably four or five times at least i mean it's entertaining in the sense that like this is terrible it's one of those so bad it's good kind of things like i'd rather watch this than dragon ball evolution (laughs) yeah i definitely say this is a funner movie than dragon ball evolution was dragon ball evolution is also longer and just like even more absurd. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Evolution does have the props, though, that it has a good video game adaption. That's true. That's only because they use the Budokai engine, though. Yeah. That's um, true. I'd probably, I'd probably give the movie the same rating as you. I was going to be harsher on it, but honestly, Will Defoe just raises it for me. William Defoe, and like, there was some funny one-liners here and there. Oh, yeah. For sure. Who was who, the actor that played the dad? Because he, I thought he did a good job as well. Yeah, I did like him. Like, if you were going to go with, like, the classic, like, city cop. Yeah. Like, he uh, definitely did, like, like, American city cop, rather. Um, yes. He definitely, definitely nailed that part. I don't know what was going on with his sideburns, though. Yeah, he had a, a look to him. He, he looked like he could have been an anime character with those sideburns. Uh, his name is Shea Wiggum. That was the other thing. Is aside from 
aside from Will Defoe and Nat Wolf, I didn't really know any of the actors in this movie. Yeah, I'm like looking through, and it's like most of them are like they did stuff. <laughs> That's really about all you could say. Pretty much. Although, I mean, eh, this could have been like a decent stepping zone for Nat Wolf. He ended up being um, he ended up being Lloyd Henry in um, the 2020 adaptation of The Stand. Mm. Which is definitely the inferior version, from what I understand. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, the original miniseries is iconic, though, so... It's it's pretty hard to beat. But I think, uh, from what I understand, from, like, listening to podcasts and stuff, it's, like, like that, that particular adaptation um, had a lot of the same problems that see, this one that we're talking about did, where they, they changed characters in ways that didn't make sense. Yeah, it seems like the, uh, Netflix seems to be like very good at that as of late. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, granted, you had um, One Piece is the exception just because yeah, Oda was so heavily involved. But yeah, now they're now they're making another One Piece anime to try and capitalize on it. Yeah, which I've seen so many split opinions on that. So. Well, see, that's the thing is I think Wit would do a great job with it because mm. Wit's a fantastic animation studio, but like it is such a kick in the balls to the Toei animators. Yeah, then the the funny the funny cast like they've been doing that for so long now. Yeah, like I don't even know like are they going to use like the live action cast? Are they going to cast a whole new set of people? Like, yeah, I know, and we're gonna have two separate. One piece animes with two separate dubs running at the same time. I don't know. It's it's bizarre. Also, the the I still think that that's like one of the dumbest names ever, though. Just the one piece. Like what? Yeah, that's true. I I, I know they can't use the official name for obvious reasons, but it's just like out of all names they could have chosen, just the one piece. Like really? For real? I couldn't do like. Well, I guess that would kind of be the live act, uh, the live action version, but. I don't know. It's just, I think they they jumped the gun on that too quickly. Yeah, especially because like season two might not as be might not even be as good. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, how long will they be able to keep that up? That's a good question. I mean, I guess that depends on how long Oda stays involved. Yeah, and that, the other question too is how long is he going to stay involved? Because he he still also has to write. Yeah, he's still writing the manga. You know, he's. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess other than that, though, this is going to be probably a shorter episode because it's funny to me just how little to that movie there really is. Yeah. It's just, see, that's the problem with this with this one in particular. Is that there's no substance. There's no, no it's, it is very much a pro. It, it, that is a film that if it had come out maybe a couple of years earlier, it might have fit better because that was during that period where you had those like really shit movies that were just like popular because they were shit. Yeah, like it could have been in a way like Jennifer's Body where it became like a cult classic or something. Or if yeah. they had, if it had been released in like the 2000s before like Death Note had the kind of following it does in America, 
Yeah. Then maybe they maybe they would have gotten enough people to like it before they found the original. Mm. But they were trying to capitalize on the pre-existing Death Note fans, and that was a mistake. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and that's a shame too, because I was really excited for this. Because I, I, Death Note has a special place for me. Uh, it was the first kind of like not for kids anime i discovered on my own um mm. and you know when i when i found i must have been 13 or 12 13 when i first found it and i was all about I, this was back in the era when like you know streaming wasn't wasn't a thing really yet um uh i remember to actually watch the series beginning to end i had to go on some of those sketchy third-party sites yep and it was one of those weird ones where like you were only able to watch anything on that site for like an hour and 20 minutes total. And then you get shut out of the site for like 24 hours or whatever. Yeah. So it was like, how they, how they got away with their sketchiness basically. Yeah. Um, so like, that's kind of how I was on the family computer. <laughs> you know, I was, if anybody still has those. Um, yeah. Just, like day by day, like watch three, four episodes at a time. And like, I got super into the series and then, um, and then like years later, like when I met my wife, when we first started hanging out, that was one of the first things we did together was cause she, you know, she was, she was kind of living off of, you know, she didn't have like Wi-Fi or streaming or anything. She just had like the one shitty DVD player. So I brought over my death note DVDs and we watched it together. And that was like, mm kind of the start of our relationship you know death note has a really significant meaning to me so when i heard they were making a live action like an english live action i was excited about it and then it's, it was just a big letdown <laughs> and then you saw it and you were like what the fuck is this yeah then i couldn't wait to show it to people just so they could see how bad it was well that's like the thing like this is a great movie to watch with uh with people because it's like you just like riff riff on it the whole time oh yeah it's oh god actually it's a pretty good uh movie night yeah we'll it's see that doing like bad movie night yeah that's always fun it's funny you that... mentioned you mentioned those old websites and it just reminded me of like the best was like the ones that didn't like they didn't like segregate anything so like you'd have like all these different links to different shows and they didn't explain what they were so you'd mm. just kind of be going through randomly and you'd be like Oh, this one looks cool. And then like three seconds and you're like, this is porn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'd be like, all right. And every single show or movie, like every single episode or individual movie or whatever would all have like 18 different links to different video players. Yeah. <laughs> and like some of them had viruses. Some of them did not. Yeah. And you didn't know until you clicked on it. It said that's yeah. how like you, that's how I, my young 12 year old self discovered what hentai was. <laughs> No, oh, geez. <laughs> it's like it's like oh, like okay. Mm. I mean, it's still better than seeing Akira at eleven. Yikes! Yeah, that was my first uh, experience with uh, that. <laughs> and the boy did it uh, change my perception on animation. Not bad. <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, it's a beautifully animated film. It's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's another live action they've been trying to do for years that I'll, that I just don't think is possible. But yeah, well, 
We'll see. I mean, like I say, if the right people are doing it with the right amount of passion, it, anything can work. It, it, One Piece proves that. Yeah. It just it just has to be taken seriously and done right, you know. It, and that that's not just something you can jump in for a quick buck. Yeah, that's like the key. Like you really need a creator who cares basically about their work. Yeah, actually, like monitor it because mm-hmm. we've learned from many different sources that uh, if you let a director run wild with a the property, they'll they'll sometimes end up like the Last Airbender. And uh, <laughs> that was actually the first the first thing that came to mind when I said the quick buck thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it would be fun after after the last one we did. Uh, you know, we picked like one of the definitive best adaptations that. I thought it'd be fun this time to talk about one of the definitive worst ones. <laughs> yeah. Like I will say though, this one is bad, but it's at least bad in the fun way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can always have that in mind. Yeah. Oh uh, boy. But yeah, I guess other than that though, really not much left to say. So uh, we made it almost an hour. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But we spent, I think we spent half that time just talking about random shit. I mean, that's any podcast really these days. True. But uh, it, it's it's hard to have a meaningful conversation about a movie like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to have a meaningful conversation about a movie with no substance whatsoever. Yeah. It's it, it's all flash and no no meat. You can only praise William Defoe for so long. Exactly. Especially when he only had like five minutes worth of lines at best. Yeah. Most of his dialogue was just laughing. Which was great. Like I, I gotta say, it's I I could not have imagined anyone better for that role, and it just the, it, a real shame that it was wasted on this. The blooper at the end with him in the mocap was pretty fun, <laughs> just to show that he was actually there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Anyways, guys, uh, once again, thanks for joining us on Geek Addicts. Uh, You can find Geek Addicts in the GNC podcast uh, feed on all the major podcasting platforms. Um, To find all of our links, they're at linktree slash Games. And if you'd like, you can join the GNC Podcast Network Discord server where we talk all things gaming and collecting, the 3DO experience, Geek Addicts, gaming anime, and just random shit. Sometimes cursed. Um, And with that, guys, we will see you all later. Have a good one.